It's been a great weekend. Uh, welcome to those of you, again, watching online. And if you're from our uh, Asian community and have been celebrating Lunar New Year, I know yesterday was a big and exciting day, and I know normally you're used to a week off, and everybody's celebrating, so I realize how challenging it must be to have an afternoon together while everybody else's lives go on, but we want to continue to remember that your New Year celebrations. It's also Super Bowl Sunday today, which is also exciting, and I hope uh, you'll be cheering for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as they compete here today. You know, one of the things that I get tasked with at Christmas time each year when we kind of are preparing our stockings for our kids is to shop kind of, Jill will give me a list of things that we get. And we're kind of practical. We, one of the things we tend to put in their stockings are all those things we know they don't want to buy for themselves. Shampoo, conditioner, body wash, soap, toothpaste, deodorant, all those kind of necessities, but no one really is going to get too excited about getting them for themselves. And so Jill will give me a long list of things and say, go get all this stuff uh, for the stockings. And I'm, I'm happy to do that. And one of the interesting things I've learned is because I've got uh, three boys and a girl, is that when I go to the girl aisle for, for shampoo and conditioner and soap and body wash, that it's about a mile long, and there is just about as many products and types and styles as you can imagine. And so I default to my natural spot, which is just to get whatever's cheapest or whatever's on sale, and I load it up. But then there's this wonderful thing. I go around the corner into the kind of the boy section, and here is this kind of very small section. And you'll discover this wonderful, wonderful product. It's about a 40-pound pail called 3-in-1. It's shampoo. It's conditioner and it's body wash. It's a wonder drug of sorts. You can apply it to absolutely anything, and it's great. Um, you know, I think if you need it to scrub your feet or scrub your hair, it works either way. Um, if you, you know, need to, to get your, a clog out of the drain in, there's, in your tub, I think you just pour some of that down there, it'll fix that as well. I think if you need to clean your carpets, you could use it there. If you have some shingles that are pulling up, you could go up on the roof and put that under there, and it would stick them to place. It is a miracle drug for any circumstance that you could ever imagine. And my boys have a lifetime supply of it because I bought a, a pile of it. We've been talking about resilient faith. And one of our concerns as we think about faith is to encourage all of us to remember that God invites us to trust him with every aspect of our life. That there's not a circumstance, there's not a situation, there's not a part of your life that the Lord does not care about and that your faith cannot be applied to. Meaning that you cannot take that situation and put it in his hands and trust him with it. One of the things that I think happens, and one of, the, one of the phrases that we use sometimes is called functional atheism. And functional atheism is a kind of a small version of faith. The idea is that I'm going to trust God in order that someday when I die, I will go to heaven, but I'll live the rest of my life as if he does not exist. I'll trust God to be my savior, but I will not let him be the Lord of the entirety of my life. That when it comes to things like my time, my money, my relationships, I really live as if God doesn't even exist. I just do what I want to do in all those areas of my life and just kind of save him for my eternal salvation only. Well, faith that is true faith, faith that is resilient faith, can be trusted with anything that you're going through in any aspect of your life. True faith opens the door to an eternity with Christ. And when that door opens, God's kingdom and all of its blessings come flooding into our hearts now. 
transforming our lives, changing our lives, but also equipping our lives for whatever it is that we might need today. So that whatever you're facing, whatever situation you've got, whatever that thing is that's kind of most weighty on your soul, you can trust the Lord with that. That the same faith that opens the door for you to go to heaven someday can be applied to that situation as well. Whether it's parenting, marriage, your work, how you spend your time, your money, all of it is impacted by the kingdom of God. And the faith that opens the door for heaven opens the door for God's kingdom blessings to fill your heart for what you need in that area. God is not looking at you saying, look, I know you've got marriage problems, but I really only care about your Bible reading. I know you're trying to figure out what to do with the rest of your life or you've got this massive item of stress and this broken relationship in your life, but I'm really just only concerned about your church attendance. No. God invites you to take every aspect of your life and to put it into his hands and to trust him with it. So I want to look today at a passage in James chapter 1 where he talks about kind of having resilient or enduring faith. But let me just kind of give you the context of what's going on in this community of believers because I think it'll help us maybe connect the dots for our own lives. Those listening to this letter in the James's church were poor, but they became poor because they were taken advantage of by rich landowners. Many of the people in James's congregation had owned land. They were farmers. It was their land. They, it gave them wealth. It gave them income. It gave them an inheritance, and it gave them some measure of financial security. But then when the Romans came in, they allowed other people to come on in and just take their land from them instantly. No questions asked. And once they lost their land, they lost their ability to make money, to pay their bills, and to provide for their family. They became instantly poor not through financial mismanagement, not because they were irresponsible, but because of this situation in their life. And James, who is the half-brother of Jesus and is the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, is going to ask them, and very bluntly, <laughs> you know, you can trust the Lord with that. This anger that you're feeling with, this resentment, this frustration that you have in your life, you can trust the Lord with this too. And... <laughs> Discover in the midst of this, this paradoxical gift that will shape your life and make you stronger. So let's read together. James chapter 1, starting at verse 2. It's on page 1880. If you're using uh, the Red Bible in front of you, or you can look it up electronically as well. James chapter 2, starting at verse... Or sorry, James 1, starting at verse 2. He gets off to a little bit of a rocky start here. <laughs> Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding guilt, fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe or trust or have faith and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. The man, that man should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's double-minded man, unable, unstable in all he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position or the person who's just lost everything should take pride in their high position 
but the one who is rich should take pride in their low position because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises and scorches with heat and withers the plant, its blossoms falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. And we're not going to spend time talking about this here today, but what James is saying, you know how someone came and took your everything you had and you lost it instantly? The people who took it, they're going to lose it instantly because they're going to die someday. That was kind of his point. But verse 12, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So I want to spend just a few minutes and kind of unpack. There's four gifts here that James is saying can be ours in our season of testing and trial and difficulty and challenge if we would be open to receiving gifts as we kind of go through these times. And the first is the gift of perseverance. I know, it doesn't sound like much of a gift. <laughs> Resilient faith produces perseverance, which is the ability to hold up under pressure. Now, what I love about the phrase perseverance is that it really doesn't paint any picture for how well you did. It just says you did it. You got through it. I mean, maybe you ran across the finish line unscathed. It was a great experience. You didn't mind the difficulty at all. It was easy for you. Or maybe you crawled on your hands and feet across the finish line and you were bruised and scraped and you barely made it. It doesn't matter. You persevered. You crossed the line. Perseverance doesn't tell us how you finished. It just says you finished. And you did it because of your faith. There's this wonderful verse in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Now, some of you are boat people, and uh, you know at which point you want to apply an anchor. You're out on the river, and you say, okay, we're going to, we want to stay here for a while. And when you stay here for a while, you drop an anchor. Or you see the waves coming, or you see the wind coming, or you see the, the dark clouds kind of coming over the horizon, and you say, we want to stay here. So because we want to stay here, we're going to drop an anchor. And the anchor will allow us to stay exactly where we are. The writer of Hebrews says, faith is that we want our commitment saying, God, we want to stay here with you. We want to stay here with you, and so we are going to trust you. And the wind is going to come, and we might get completely soaked. We might lose stuff out of the boat. We might be scared to death, but we're not going to go anywhere because the one that we've put our trust in is going to hold us secure here, and we will persevere. Now, the ingredient in perseverance that none of us want to talk about is time. Length of time under stress, duration of difficulty. If you came in from the boat ride and said, look, it rained for 10 minutes out there, no one's going to feel like you endured much. They're not going to give you a trophy. If you said, look, I was out there for eight hours, and for 30 of those minutes, it was kind of windy. No one's going to kind of stand and applaud you when you arrive back on shore. Endurance is persisting in a heavy storm for a long, long period of time, longer than we'd, we would want. It's facing serious challenges, living beyond our comfort zone, and in the midst of that, choosing to trust Christ and finding that he's faithful to us. Meaning when Christ supplies what we need for this storm, he's also providing and building in us the capacity to handle the next one. I know this is not the fun part. What James is saying to these Christians is, look, 
You've lost everything. This is a horrible circumstance, a difficult situation. But God can be found faithful in this moment to you. And one of the gifts of that will be when the next moment happens, whatever that might be coming down the line, you'll remember how faithful God was to you. And it will give you the endurance you need the next time. It's the gift of endurance. The second gift is the gift of maturity found in verse 4. James says that we can be complete. Some translations say perfect, no pressure. Actually, this is one of James's favorite words. He uses it seven times throughout his short little book. When we think of the word complete, complete, think of the word Hebrew word shalom or wholeness. That when we apply our faith in Jesus to every area of our life, we experience his shalom or his wholeness. Now, how do you know things? If you were to say to me, no, I know this. I know this to be true. I feel it in my bones. I know because I know because I know. How is it that you get to that level of knowing? Now, don't write this down if you're here with your loved one today, but Wednesday is Valentine's Day. Don't act surprised. Um, but how do you know that you're loved? Because someone wrote it to you in a card? That's important. But I'm guessing there's multiple moments you could say, no, it was when this act of kindness, this word of encouragement, this act of service, this act of love, it's these moments that build over time. And you know that you know that you know that you are loved by this person. How do you know the Grand Canyon is amazing? You can go online and look at Google Images and find all the pictures. You can go on a Wikipedia page and read about all the statistics and say, wow, that sounds impressive. Or you can stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and look over it and be blown away at its majesty. And you know that you know that you know that it's impressive. How do you know that Christ is enough for you? That he can be trusted with everything that's going on in your life. That he can truly be your anchor, secure and firm. You can know that through reading about other people's experiences Found in the scripture, yes, that's a good place to start. But if you really want to know if God is faithful and true and if resilient faith makes all the difference, you have to put your life in the Lord's hands, all of it, and trust him with it. You, then your faith will be mature. It will be complete. Not because you read about it or you heard somebody else's story, but you experienced it in your own life. James says to this congregation, you've lost your financial stability. Financial stress is now waiting for you every morning when you wake up. It's a part of your life. You're angry. You've got resentment. Are you willing to place this situation in the Lord's hands? Are you willing to trust him with it? And can you imagine a scenario why, where he meets you in that and your faith matures and grows and gets stronger? In athletic circles, if you're watching Super Bowl today, this is called deliberate practice. Professional athletes subject their physical body to the kind of conditions that they will face in a real game so that when they face them in a real game, they know what to do. And their body responds doing the right thing. It's how they try to keep themselves from injury. Because they know this. In the, in the moment, peak moment of the game or competition, you do not rise to the occasion. You do not rise to the occasion. You default to your habits. You default to your habits. And so they want to train their bodies to respond the appropriate way in this moment of a game. In the same way as Christians and as disciples, we mature in our faith when we practice trusting Jesus with every aspect of our life. 
we create almost a spiritual muscle memory, training ourselves in this area of faith. Thirdly, the gift of humility. We won't spend a lot of time talking about this. Um, I don't know how we avoided this storm that Nova Scotia and PEI got, right? I mean, aren't you kind of quietly kind of laughing to yourself when you talk to friends and family? We were in Halifax yesterday, and I made a point of telling everybody I saw, we had no snow, not one centimeter. Um, Well, this is what their world looked like, and thus why I'm here today, because they chased us out of the province. This was 150 centimeters on someone's roof, and they were worried about whether the house could hold the weight of the snow. When we're going through seasons of challenge and difficulty, sometimes it feels like our house of faith cannot stand up to the weight of our challenges. And we wonder, will this hold? James says to the believers who are wondering, I don't know if I can get through this. I don't know if I can look that person in the faith. I don't know if I can live my life now as a poor person after living as a person who had means. He says, then ask the Lord for wisdom. He promises to give you what you need in that season. Humble yourself. Don't be too proud to ask for help. If you're in a season of challenge, if you're in a season of difficulty, if you're not sure if your faith is going to hold up, ask for help. Ask for wisdom. And wisdom is not about answers. So I know God's going to say, oh, this is how exactly how it's going to work. Wisdom is about aligning our lives with God's purposes and allowing him to shape our hearts so we can live well regardless of the circumstances that we face. The last gift that he mentions here is found in verse 12. And the gift is the crown of life. Resilient faith will get you the crown of life. Again, I said earlier, this is Super Bowl Sunday, and at the end of the game tonight, they're going to award what's called the MVP award to the most valuable player. And the MVP award doesn't go to the person who manages not to get their grass stains on their jersey, or they don't come out with a bruise or a broken bone of some type. That's not who gets it. The MVP is not awarded to the person who plays the game perfectly and makes no mistakes, no. The MVP is given to the person who overcomes overcomes injury, overcomes obstacles, overcomes the mistakes that they make, and they contribute to the game so that the team wins. That's who gets the MVP award. As Christians, as disciples, Jesus promises us the crown of life, the gift for people who finish well. The King of Kings has a reward for those who keep their faith in the midst of suffering and temptation. And the gift is a gift of life. That when we place our faith in Christ, we receive the future gift of eternal life, and that eternal life starts pouring into our hearts now. So we can hold on, we can hang in there, because God is going to give us what we need to complete the journey. Don't lose sight of how these trials can provide the strangest of gifts to us in these circumstances. And what you discover is that this future life is helping us in this life now. That the promise that God makes for us someday to allow us into his eternal home, he starts giving us gifts from that eternal home that we can use today, tomorrow, this week, as you face situations and difficulties in your life, that the fullness of the kingdom of God is made available to us here and now, and you can rely on it and receive it through his Holy Spirit now to help you through this day and through this week. And what we're receiving now is like the Costco sampler. You know you go to Costco, you see that lovely person at the end of the aisle with some free food for you. And you go up and you get it. It's a little tiny paper thimble and it's got four pieces of popcorn in it. 
and you're so happy because it tastes so good. And then you look, there's a 50-pound bag of popcorn right there in front of you that could be yours. In this life, we get the paper thimble amount. God gives us his blessings now. But he promises us coming a day when this is all you will know. It's the crown of life. So this morning, I want to challenge you a little bit. Maybe today there's an area of your life you'd say, you know what? I'm not a full atheist in that area, but I am kind of living that parts of my life I've not given to the Lord. There's aspects of my life that I've just kind of kept for myself. And you're having some struggles or some challenges. Today, would you be willing to say, Lord, I'm going to give it all to you. Or maybe today you've never given any of your life to the Lord. You've been coming to church and hear us ramble on up here and kind of participating in some things. And God has been working in your heart and you kind of feel like he's reeling you in and there's some things happening beneath the surface of your soul and you're not quite sure how to articulate it or how to explain it, but you know God is working in your heart in some way. And maybe today you would hear his voice of invitation to you to say, uh, would you trust me? Would you be willing to take a step of faith and place your whole life in my hands to receive rescue and salvation today and begin the lifelong journey of the Lord repairing and redeeming you to become more and more like him and in his image? Two steps forward, one step back for the rest of your life. Would you be willing to make that commitment today? And so today, maybe that's you and you need to say, you know what, Lord, I've been keeping you at arm's length long enough, but not any longer. I want to experience this kind of new life that the scriptures speak about. I'm going to invite the team to come back up as we get ready to close here. But our hope is this. Not in how good we will be, not in how perfectly we will keep everything, but in the fact that God is leading and providing for us each and every step of the way. That's what we place our hope in. Let's pray this morning. Lord, today we're grateful that you make a way. Then in those areas of life that we can only see what we've done and what we can control, open our eyes to see that you can make a way in that part of our life too. Maybe it's a parenting situation and it's pushing us to the limit. Maybe it's a decision about our future and it's got us completely worn out. Lord, today, would we give it to you and invite you to be Lord of that? And Lord, this morning, maybe today we've never made it a commitment. We've just been kind of hanging out and just exploring. And maybe you've been speaking to our hearts. And today we would just say, Lord, I, I want you to be leader and Lord of my life. Would you become my Lord, my rescuer, my redeemer, and do that thing that only you can do in our hearts? And give us the faith to unlock that door, not just for eternity, but so that we could start to experience your eternal life even here and even now, we pray.